war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com well, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's Tuesday. It is July 12th. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. What a season they're having. Take a ride and visit them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can also find them on Facebook. They're a full-scale nursery. Rhode Island's number one garden center. Stop in and see everything they have available. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom mulch are available, pickup and delivery, full-scale nursery, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. They're open every day. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Stop in. You know, family-run business. The service is just fantastic, and you're going to love it. They're waiting for you. I'll see you at PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Folks, I want to just make mention that for those that are on vacation, this stretch of weather is just continuing. (laughs) It has not rained. Boy, you know, we could actually use a little rain. The rain's not coming maybe till Friday, but today's another delightful day. And all week, this is, and it's pleasant temperatures as well. It's getting a little bit warmer, but still, all in all, very, very delightful. Well, I want to um, point out that uh, it's really interesting what's happening, just as far as national politics, what's hap- happening with uh, national politics. And we are going to talk to uh, independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry coming up. Um, and I also want to play, I was on Newsmax over the weekend, right before the Trump rally. They do coverage of that. And I'm going to um, play some of that. It was it was a lot of fun. But the Hill has a story: doomsday political scenario takes shape for Democrats. Now, again, <clears throat> do you want to be on the outside looking in? I think former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung makes a good case of listen. It's about time Rhode Island has someone at the table with the party that's going to be taking over, and that is in fact it's going to be the Republican Party. But the Hill writes, the midterm election doomsday is becoming clearer, scarier, more real. Inflation, gas prices remain high. Dissatisfaction with Biden is through the roof. 32% approval rating. Democrats seeing their chances of retaining the House slimmer than ever. It's not happening. Both history, political environment working against them. In the Senate, where the party had hoped strong swing state candidates could help save the majority, Fears are also growing. Seems that wherever voters look, things are getting bad in Biden's Washington and getting worse. Democrats haven't done things they promised, said a strategist. In this environment, the best general election candidate will be bold ones that can distinguish themselves what we're getting from the White House. High national anxiety. Lawmakers, operative activists are acknowledging a problem. Further laid beard when a poll released by the New York Times found, folks, think of this, just 13% 
of voters think the country's on the right path. 13%. So when Gina Raimondo says, oh, no, everything's going along great, she doesn't know what she's talking about. More striking, 64% of Democrat voters want someone other than Biden as their nominee for 2024. The highly high prices of daily essentials, gloomy appraisal of what's happening around the country, prospect of impending losses are leaving Democrats more concerned than ever about their odds in November. Democrat leadership should look no further than the fact they need to wake up and step up to the plate. While the idea that Democrats need to brace for a potential fall wipeout is not new, the poll highlights a trend many see as damning. A majority of registered Democrat voters are not happy with the overall direction of the U.S. under Biden's leadership, and they're not on board with another four years of it. So they're losing their own voters. Democrats' own voters don't feel as if the leaders hear their concerns. Think of that. The mindset's adding to what many already fear is an uphill midterm battle. Political Morning Consult poll conducted last month found that registered voters were evenly split on the congressional ballot at the election were held that day. But the party does not appear concerned, arguing that Biden's uh, waning approval will not jeopardize down-ballot candidates. I don't think I agree with that. Beyond the bleak bird's eye view, there are some differences adding frustration within the party and confusion among voters. The persistent debate about party direction felt in the battle for the House is not over, some progressives and moderates say. While certain ideological debates have been put on the back burner to focus more acutely on Biden, there are regular disagreements about the type of candidates who can win elections and who deserves to keep their seats. Liberals think newer and more progressive candidates should be ushered in during the general election. Recent example came in Oregon, where insurgent Jamie McLeod Skinner, an attorney, ousted Rep. Kurt Schroeder, a rear Biden endorsee, to face off against a Republican in the coming months. So this is even better, folks. They want to put the progressives out. We think progressive candidates are best positioned to survive the crosswinds. Now, obviously, closer to home, you have the situation with Senator Mack with her upside-down beach twerking. But the story just goes on and on. And also, as I um, had mentioned, I think it's interesting that Elon Musk who is very popular, especially amongst the young. He feels that President Trump is too much drama and should sit out 2024, saying that Governor DeSantis could just win in a landslide. You know, we're going to let that play out. I do know the Wall Street Journal has a piece, Donald Trump in the midterms, and they write, the Wall Street Journal writes, all the usual signs say this should be an excellent election year for Republicans, perhaps an historic one. Inflation is 8.6%. Gasoline is four fifty a gallon. Mothers can't get baby formula. Crime is rising. 401k and K values falling. But what they're saying is the one thing the Democrats want, and that would be for President Trump to announce that he is coming onto the scene and he's announced, and then they'll turn the entire election on that. Now, closer to home, how about Cory Booker? Senator Cory Booker is backing Sarah Morgenthau for the Langevin seat. Now, she's running for that. That is, that's an endorsement. That's worth a fundraiser. If she could get him to come in and stump for her, that's valuable. Again, I'm not a huge fan, but that's better within, you know, Seth Magaziner and Jim Langevin are telling everyone to get out of the race. All right, folks, I want to play. This was Saturday night on Newsmax. Uh, right before the Trump rally, they came to me. I'm the first and only Rhode Island member of the media to go after and call out that twerking beach embarrassment. Senator Mack as the disgrace that she is. Coming out <coughs> this week. Uh, My goodness. All right. Hey, uh, John, so uh, real quick, what do you think? I mean, you're in the state of Rhode Island where, wow, we had some twerking video coming out this week. Uh, My goodness. You know, um, uh, folks, again, that's the problem. When you're from Rhode Island now and you get on national television, that's the first thing they ask you about. I mean, you're in the state of Rhode Island where, wow, we had some twerking Uh. video. Embarrassing. Uh, you know, My Democrats, goodness. 
They used to have some time in Boston. Never dull around here, Bianca. Do you think it's that's better? Bianca de la Garza. <laughs> no, I she is the face of the Democrat. Her behind is the face of the Democrat Party. Just when you thought it was safe to go back on the water or the beach. I know, but Ouch is exactly right. What an embarrassment and disgrace she is. And I'm also, uh, folks, it, it, it also, I don't know what to make of the fact that I am the only member of the media locally that's calling her out for it. Everyone else, I'll tell you what it is. They're afraid of her. Uh, she, she is just, she's an embarrassment is what it is. It's absolutely an embarrassment. And... And the rest of the media, but they gave her basically a free pass. Now, Jill Biden, the first lady's in the news, is if maybe trying to take take pressure off the husband, trying to take pressure off the president. Listen, this is uh, Jill Biden. Things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio <laughs> is your strength. Wow. Comparing comparing National Association of Hispanic Journalists. We are not tacos. Do not reduce us to stereotypes. Compared them to tacos. Let me hear that again. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the wow. diversity Your unique of this tacos. community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> you know, you can actually hear some booze there. What an absolute disgrace. Folks, do you think the numbers are going to go up or down off of that? Is she trying to help them or, or put them even farther? Let's listen to this. Democrat, um, no answers about the gas pricing. Do ...in Congress or to convince the Biden administration. You don't think there's any regulations that need to be eased. You don't think there's any uh, offshore... This is on uh, CNBC. Anwar, Keystone... Uh, Trying to get rid of some of the red tape for refineries. You don't think there's anything, you don't take any responsibility. It's just all a Putin price hike. That, that's, uh, that's what I meant about breaking ranks. I think Ro Khanna finally did say, you're, you're headed to Saudi Arabia, and, and domestically we're not producing as much as we could here. Yeah, part of the challenge domestically in terms of production is that the oil and gas companies have refused to actually act on the permits to drill that they yeah, currently have. That's, that, that's kind of a red herring, uh, Carlos. There's there's leases. There's you know there's also just the overall pressure from ESG and the green lobby uh, about whether an oil company is is going to make plans five or ten years down the road when you know a large part of, of the population wants to put them out of business completely. So w would you invest yeah. hard-earned capital on on a five-year project or a ten-year project now, and if you were a fossil fuel company? Yeah, I mean, it's not clear to me that the oil and gas companies really care that much about the so-called green lobby. Uh, they have made clear in their earnings calls and in their representations to shareholders that they do care about the record profits that they've been making see, on the back of the increased gas prices for God, the people. God, nonsense. They're, they're, they're not making what they made 10 years ago. So their record's based on the last two, three, four years, five years, but no one, uh, I don't remember you feeling bad for them when they lost $20 billion in 2020 either. So, I mean, it is a very volatile uh, business that they're in. You know, that raises, um, again, that was on CNBC with Joe Kernan. What what st really sticks out to me there, folks, and again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. What, what really um, stands out is the fact that, you know, they raise a good point. If you keep saying we're going to run this, these people out of business, who, who's going to invest then? And why would you invest in a five-year project when the Biden administration and the Democrats in Congress keep saying that we're going to, we're just going to try to get these people out of business? I mean, they, they are, the destruction that they are perpetrating in the country. And now you know what's going to be next? Get ready. Here's the, um, 
Health and Human Services Secretary. The guy should have been forced out of there anyway. So strong chance we're going to see a resurgence on uh, the virus again now. Here we go. Uh, uh, these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see, we'll see a resurgence of a, the virus, whether it's the variants that we have now or new variants, and we got to be ready. What I will tell you is that uh, come the fall and winter, uh, most everyone who's uh, an expert on pandemics and uh, uh, these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see, we'll see a resurgence of a, a virus, whether it's... Oh, good. Here we go again with the virus. Folks, where are things heading? All right, we a lot ahead on this Tuesday. Obviously, some local news. I have an update on the Cumberland situation, that Cumberland murder. It's all ahead right here. Make sure you visit the website, dipetro.com. It is the John DePetro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Jay apostrophe yes, Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner, and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 401-949-7800. Better yet, drive in and see them, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com joining us right now one of my siblings is an independent columnist opinion maker it is donna perry dj i want to start off um just because you know as you think of it in the scheme of things this is really unprecedented the new york times coverage over the weekend this is not a matter of you think of some of the articles they've done just say in the past 20 years you know maybe it was President Bush and the problems with the, you know, we're always going after Cheney and maybe President Obama and various things. But this thing with Biden and age and the fact that it's the New York Times and very in depth and really going after that he, uh, and, and I think illustrating understandable visuals such as, you know, the staff notices he doesn't walk that well anymore he just kind of shuffles along i mean you tell me you've worked in washington obviously covered media and worked yep. in politics but uh, th this to me seems as if the coverage has kind of crossed into a different a different lane if you will yes and great to be with you as always uh jd um I, to me for the New York Times to be giving this quite sometimes it was almost difficult, you know, to, you know, type of piece. If you're a Democrat to read that they're putting their thumb on the scale, in my opinion, John, and they mm. are to me and they're getting uh, a lot of information and they do get inside interviews. They are putting their thumb on the scale. And I think they see this is this would be like the central issue, whether they like it or not to sort of have the party not move forward with the Biden 2024. I mean, I, I think it's really gotten to that level. Um, you know, John, back in the day, you know, the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, we all understand that. It, 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 issues can become the central issue. Now, of course, it's not a scandal, but his age to me, there are uh, people who are simply saying people who you wouldn't be, you know, who are quoted, David Gergen, who's certainly, you know, not considered an undiplomatic guy saying you don't belong doing this at 80 um, and Biden 78 now. So I, I just think for them to go to that length and when you when you comb through some of it, I, I also think it does raise 
you know, I think valid questions, even as this week as he goes jets off to Saudi Arabia, John, and they brought up issues that were, you know, apparently there was a lot of scheduling discussions. And, you know, when he was over in Europe, they thought, well, why not tack it on, right? If you're in Europe, it's closer, you know, you do fly over to the Middle East. And then it was, whether it's Jill Biden or some, you know, top staff, the wife was like, no, 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 like he needs to come home, quote, kind of in rest is the impression they give. So, you know, and I also think they point out things that some of us have said, how his weekends in Delaware are very private, closely guarded. The media has almost like no access to him. Right. And I, I just think that's actually a very, very big issue that you would never see a Republican get away with that. He is no. really, really, John, he is so closely watched. And as you said, the things about, you know, the odd walking, I've said for a while, shuffling is commonly uh, related to Parkinson's disease and the onset mm-hmm. of it. Um, and his gait seems to be even changing as he's been in office. Um and the thing of they're afraid he might trip over the wires in the press conferences. Um, so all of this, you jumble this together. And, and what does it mean? Like, in my view, you're already seeing there are activist groups who are saying in the progressive wing, John, they're saying, no, you know, we, we he really wasn't our original guy. We put our head down. He's in. I think you're going to see a lot of noise about this. And I do not, I'm just not sure the centrists in the party are going to win about saying, do we put our head down and he goes forward in 24. Um, but to, to have this to that degree, you know, and that JD, you and I know how these articles work, that people are speaking to the New York times. Yes. I mean, this is like very detailed and right. Like someone would have to be saying they know exactly how their weekends go at the house. Right. And then they're kind of, you know, dribbling it out. So, um, I, I would just say to have these prominent pieces and then the rest of the media is still though, John, I would say quite timid to run with it. Right. They are. Yeah. So, but what I think is also, and again, folks, we're sweet with Donna Perry, DJ, what's remarkable about it is I, I just don't, you know, you go back, that was Reagan at the very end. But even Biden right now at 79, he's even older than Reagan was. That took right, eight, right. You know, that he would be 86 after the second term. But <laughs> what I think was interesting is how they captured, you know, the staff basically holding their breath when he's giving a speech because of the flubs, you know. Right? And that's just oh, even yeah. with the teleprompter or he's always getting his words confused. Um, but this is, you know, this is the midterms coming up. And again, it's... Obviously, inflation is a problem, various things. I'm just I don't recall a time when, as you say, that is really becoming the central issue here. And that's his age, that he's not up for the job. This is not a matter of, you know, it was after Hurricane Katrina, President Bush and Iraq war. You know, there were various things that then hurt the presidency. Yes. Uh, Obama in the second term after he got elected. You know, there were various things that happened that maybe he was kind of too cool for the room and wouldn't help a lot of other Democrats. But but with Biden, this is nothing Donna Perry, he can do anything about. He's getting even older. But isn't it interesting that they remain adamant that he is the only one that, you know, can be Trump. And that's what they seem to be playing their card on. Right. And uh, although like even some Democrat leaning uh, pundits, I think, over the weekend noted that in a head to head matchup. Now, you would think with all of the Trump, you know, baggage in the pile on and January 6th is on, you know, every minute and everything. They noted that in this early head to head, it wasn't even like Biden was like it was kind of margin of error, wasn't it? It wasn't exactly. So, J.D., that tells you a lot i mean when you have i believe the latest poll is like what is it barely 20 percent under 20 percent if i'm seeing that that the country this has always been the classic golden standard new, i don't new, it, new york times 33 percent yeah rule rating 75 percent of the country feel it's headed in the wrong direction right and and so 75 and there's even polls that show a little higher like so what yes. does that mean just like 20% of people, it's always that, J.D., that think the country is on the wrong track. That is so significant. And, and because, again, the average person, they don't 
speak the way you and I do about all this stuff in detail, right? So they don't know how to say it, JD. But what that means is if a pollster says that, that's the gut reaction of your average voter who, again, they can't pour through information day and night. Um, That usually is connected to where they feel, you know, their vote would ultimately go. Um, And there's just no way around it. You know, you see some of the pundits are still trying to, I think Carville the other day, or he was, you know, he's a little bit pointing to things, oh, Biden could do or pass the prescription drugs reduction price for seniors. JD, what (laughs) I think we're talking, right. Like we're talking about like way bigger picture. Yeah. That's just not. Um, but the fact that the paper like that, let's face it, the, the New York Times bangs it out like that. They're on, that's for massive consumption. Yep. They're not burying it on page 17 on Friday. No. Um, the weekend pieces, you and I know how this works. It sets the tone. Um, and I just think like uh, in, in many ways, it, it's, it's sort of happening in front of everyone's eyes, exactly. by the way. Yes, and devastating. But it's also... It's easy to understand. This isn't like some convoluted scandal. Uh, the people trying to, you know, wh- white, right. white water or something like that. This is every time someone sees him, there's a flub. And, and him falling off the bike in Delaware just yeah. two weeks ago. And yeah. now it's just a matter of time. And, and, and as you said, that is really the central issue. And I don't think there's any, any way they can, they can get around it. We're going to take folks nope. a quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic Treatment Service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net we're speaking with independent opinion maker columnist it's donna perry dj i did want to get your thought i thought our local press was very timid on the story, hesitant at first, mm-hmm. and if anything, almost kind of running real kid gloves, uh, almost giving the person cover. But this was the big July 4th story that then exploded with is a, a very brash uh, state senator, Tierra Mack, and she goes to the beach with her friends and they're clowning around and, and she posts the upside down twerking beach video on her campaign account, where at the end of it, she says, vote Senator Mack. And it just the video, not her posting it took off, but the libs of TikTok, which is an account. That's what took off. Tucker Carlson did it three nights in a row. Yep. I found the local media was almost trying to say, oh, you know, she's tapped into the younger generation and they relate to this and like it. Listen, both of us have young daughters that are even younger than senator mack is i think 28 years old i just wanted to get your it it was it was tasteless it was to me it just shows terrible immaturity but it it shouldn't be lost that the local media you know the fact that she is a woman the fact that she describes herself as a black queer woman yes they were very very cautious the providence journals yet to write about it Channel 12 gave her four days to prepare, finally sat down with her on on Friday. It was um, people are trying to spin it that, wow, she figured out a way to break through the noise. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on on her performance and then the reaction to it. 
Sure. Um, and I will say over the years, I am normally, I'm a big fan of Ted Nisi. I feel like he's usually been like, he's a, he's a very quality guy. Yes. I give him credit. He sat down with her. I will say I was disappointed that he, um, to me, a lot of what is in that interview just deserved a whole different level of pushback, John. Uh, And I would very much agree with you. First of all, you know, she is her reasoning on a lot of this stuff is almost part of an old argument that normally you get from 13 year olds, by the way, like this, what's going on here. And you seeing this in a lot of these young activists and a lot of them are in what they now they, okay. They say, queer we would say gay whatever it's kind of like i can dress whatever way i want i don't have to act in a certain way it's called john conforming and and that is to them like a poisonous concept uh and you do see this in a lot of you know her type of uh and folks and what i mean by that is like these progressives but i do agree with you i think um look she's a state senator there's uh, a lot of very serious, complicated problems in Providence. And I kind of wish Nisi had gone back at her a little bit and said, excuse me, you're reasoning that I, I mean, she's saying ridiculous things like now I have a platform because you're twerking on the beach. It's oh like, no, my God. no, I- excuse me. Um, and she got away with saying things like it sparked a lot of important conversations. John, like what? Any <laughs> like what? Like, so that's yes. that's all a lot of BS is what I was it saying is. there. And I also think the only thing he said, and he could have gone a lot tougher, and I'm not trying to pick on Ted. I agree with you. Where are the other female journalists in the market? Like, yeah. excuse me, um, a lot of this, she's drawn people back into the argument, and he did try to go there with that about how it sort of diminishes women and their yes. appearance and their physical body shape. Now, J.D., that is a pillar of what you hear in in contemporary feminism by the way like it is this whole thing of stop being consumed with that and if you're professional and if you're effective and you want to be a leader so to me it is ultimately so superficial um that you're performing you know doing that on a tiktok video i mean you know so i i just think I would love to see uh, there are still, you know, remaining a couple of people at the Providence Journal, as you say, papers and what they can't. If we if Rhode Island has reached a point where you have people who, OK, so she's a black queer woman. Uh, she I think she said 15 times so everyone caught it that she's Ivy League educated. OK, yes. you know, she's sort of um, I'm assuming that's brown. Um, it is brown. Right. So, okay. And uh, she kept repeating that. So I'm just saying the state continues to have um, a diminishing business climate, uh, a lot of, you know, real still failing schools. And, and, and she's representing Providence. And for someone that the media has no ability, like how low have we gone, John, that they, except for, you know, yes. guys like you, Again, I give Neezy at least try to sit down with her. But, you know, this is her tagline, you know, and, and she's talking about it. One other thing, if I may, like there's such a lack of understanding what this role of being in public service is from a lot of these progressives. I mean, she's yep. saying a lot of her bills, which I'm sure people considered ridiculous and out of the mainstream. Oh, yeah. And OK, and so and so she's saying, you know, well, when I was speaking in um a hearing or something like an I was interrupted. I was disrespected. John, <laughs> they're like, it's like it's called you debate. That's the center of, you know, serving yeah. in a legislative body. Senator um, Tierra Mack yeah. is immature. She yes. should not be there. She doesn't respect Agree. the process. This was someone that they had to almost pull her aside and say, because she constantly at the state house drops f bombs, and they had to say to her, "Listen, that's you know unprofessional, and you know it's inappropriate." And her response is, "Hey, that's just me being real, and this is how millennials talk." In her eyes, Donna Perry, there's yeah. never an excuse of that's as you write conform. You know, when you think of how people would point out that, and they would say, you know, Hillary Clinton, whoever they would always say. You know, the reporters would say what they wore, what type of dress they wore. Right. They mentioned the man. Always. And then they try to say, well, I did this to then bring attention to my issues. She has a September primary. I don't think she's going to make it out of that 
September primary. And we're both fans and respect to Nisi. The other thing that, that he also didn't touch on, number one, uh, well, there's several things. Uh, in the, if this was someone else, you would have seen, I think, Channel 12 outside. This was posted Monday night. Tuesday, boom, boom, knocking at the door. Hello, Senator Mack. They want to talk to her. Tuesday, she would not do an on-camera interview with Channel 10. She got a couple days together, put together, you know, a conservative outfit. But she also took shots at the Senate president uh, in this flurry of TikTok videos. And there was no mention of that. Like, why do you use that platform to go after Dominic Ruggiero? And, you know, I'm not the biggest supporter. I mean, he's he's right. labor through and through. But there's definitely a, it's not people's imagination. There was a double standard. If that had been a Republican, yes. or that had been maybe either a white male or a white female, I think it just would have been a completely different approach. They were clearly going very easy. They also, I noticed, it didn't seem like it was an edited interview, so they didn't want her to be able to say, you're going to edit my words out and make me look bad. So they went long form you know, with it. But um, I, I just felt her reasoning, as you said, you just heard it. It's, it's preposterous. There is no platform, and they're not even in session. And if she really felt, hey, the way that I'm going to get attention to my issues, then why did she do this back in February when the General Assembly was still there? Absolutely. It's, just, it's all right. nonsense. No, it's just nonsense. Um, she doesn't. Uh, I And I think she's she not a serious person. She's, she's not a serious candidate. Bingo. Rhode Island has suffered, right. John, as we know. She's not a serious person. Rhode no. Island has had enough. Uh, embarrassing uh, scandals and yes. you know Rhode Island sometimes suffers from poor coverage this doesn't help I want to say you know how about working for actual reforms as opposed to twerking how about actually working for you know <laughs> true answers right like this yes. whole thing of um, I'm you know doing this and you know and, and for the black community John baloney okay you're, you're in that city yeah we know that public school system has huh. failed has failed black children in yep. that city for 35 years or 40. Right. John, I'm sorry. Like, so yes. stop, she's one in a long line. You're going to reform. No, you're not. No, no. Not you're, so anything. she, I think it's like out of an AOC page. You it know, is. she's like, I'll be a, a internet sensation. So. Yep. And that's what it's going to be. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. So, DJ, uh, Politico, what a, a great story, but it just shows you how far things have come. Now, granted, they're talking about, there's the picture, they're talking about just how far and the gains that GOP could make. And who's the photo they show? Former Cranston Mayor Alan Funk. I like that they say he's uh, going for a seat in Western Rhode Island. I never yeah, think right. Of the I state know. Of like a Western, you know, we're not exactly like I Texas, know. West Texas, but anyhow, Western Rhode Island. I guess <laughs> right. CD two compared to CD one is the west part of the state, but I wouldn't. When I think of Western, I think of you know like the Ponderosa, not Western. But but that just shows <laughs> you how remarkable it is. In uh, and, and also Mayor Fung, to his credit, right now he is in a golden position. I'm just curious your thoughts on how much that must resonate in D.C. that they have a chance to pick up a Republican seat in Rhode Island. Look, yeah, that that could not have been good timing, a great 
placement right there and, and, you know, kind of wake up national, John, because sometimes, you know, over the years, going way back with when you're a smaller state, you know, you want the national Republican muscle of the NRCC, John, which would kind of, they work with the congressional seats, you know, send some money, you know, help and all that. So it's, it was good on every level for him to have that elevation. Um, and I also would say, um, I don't know, maybe this, I know you've talked about this, but something Fung, he's such a good guy. He doesn't like use things to, you know, take a pot shot. But I think when you have the mass rep, Ochenklaus, Yes. You know, taking some shots at him, and you've noted this, and always yep. going with Magaziner. Or, um, you know, J.D., that's the party that the Democrats have often th- talked about right from the podium, about representation matters. Isn't that what Jen Psaki said every day? Well, look, this would be the first Asian American. Right. Yep. Um, I thought representation matters. And so there you go. Like, so, you know, and I'd like to see someone put that to Austin Kloss and say, so... I don't know. You don't think this could be kind of exciting for this, you know, Republican guy. I mean, of course, he's not going to cross lines. But I would say, like, as opposed to taking shots at him. And I I think that's something Fung and the Republicans need to argue in defense of him, by the way. I mean, I think they should point that out Um, because, again, that's the Democrats playbook. Um, We heard it from Biden's White House the whole time they've been in. So I think that should be pointed out. Um, I also think we ha- live in a time and maybe didn't happen in Rhode Island that much, but you know, Asian Americans have come under attack physically. That's right. um, and they've gone through, you know, a lot of difficult um, things and, and there's, there's hate toward them, which we saw maybe more in bigger cities, but I just think they should, that is part, part of the profile of Alan Fung and he has every right to tap into that and utilize that. And the National Party, John, could be doing that a little bit for him. So I, you know. And Donna Perry, you worked in D.C. for the last Republican representative from Rhode Island, and and with that was Ron Meekley in in Washington. Think of that, and that was, you know, that was, um, I mean, he left off. The early 90s. (laughs) Early 90s. But the significance, you're exactly right, the significance of having Massachusetts has no Republican in Congress. Connecticut has no Republican in Congress. If if Alan Funk can can pull this off, it would be just incredibly dramatic. It's also a win for the Republican Party because it would help them, you know, cultivate the Asian American vote. But Donna Perry, two things get your reaction. Seth Magazine, I held a press briefing. It was with Langevin, and he was basically saying to the press, "And you're going to help me." go after Fong and we're right, take him down right. and so forth. You're gonna and the him. other thing was, again, I, I'm a fan and we both respect Tim White, Ted Nisi. So Fung went on the newsmakers program over the weekend. I'm telling you, the first fifteen minutes, January sixth, what if Trump runs again in nine in uh, 2024? Uh, you right. gonna go after him. Are you gonna vote for Kevin McCarthy? Holy cow. Like now granted, he handled it all pretty well and it's a good thing that he's seasoned but I think this election is also going to be kind of an election um, in, in a way, a test on the local media. Just how biased are they going to be on this? Are they going to fold to the Seth Magaziners? There's basically like giving the marching orders like and you're going to all help me take him down. Yeah. Or is are we going to get real independent coverage? Look, someone uh, Fung needs in all major Republicans, but Fung needs to have the first sentence out of his mouth. This is not a referendum on Trump. That's right. And uh, Rhode Island has a lot of, you know, issues that need attention. And I'm going to bring that them. I mean, I, I would have him saying that and have people, somebody should, you know, they, they need to do that a lot, John, because you're right. And, and just stop that with local press and all respect to, I, they are a great team, but that's a little bit of lazy reporting in my humble opinion. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff you could be digging into. And the fact that you have uh, this confident magaziner, uh, just saying things like, and you, the media, you're going to help me. Well, <laughs> at the, the, as they what? say, the, the quiet part talking out loud. Oh, yes. okay. I guess they say, well, of course, the local media is going to carry me. Wow. Um, I, I, you know, again, I think these are the types of things, John, the state Rhode Island GOP needs to see these openings. Yes. They, they, that's an opening. 
It is. Um, you know, and then you put the media a little bit kind of, you know, feel in a little bit insecure position. And exactly. they say, no, we're put not carrying you. Put yeah. them on notice. Yeah. That, where's the pushback on that? Now, I did have Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and he was vocal and said, you know, that kind of that certainly rubbed him the wrong way. The rest have been quiet, though. The rest have been quiet. So uh, with yep. Fung, though, I think he is poised. Uh, he has enough experience. He knows what it's right like to run and win. He knows what it's like to run and lose. So this, uh, this, and they're not getting any help from Washington. This, this could be a real opportunity. Now, Donna Perry, before I let you go, Peggy Noonan wrote a great piece in the Wall Street Journal mm. about the horrors around us. I think she also raised a really good issue. You don't hear it a lot. People, they're not vocalizing. When people talk about there's a mental health problem more than that, I really think, you know, she talked about with these particular latest shooters, the mass shooters, one in Illinois and then and then the one in Texas, there were red flags. There were a lot of red flags. Yeah. Maybe we need to start to, and, and I'm, I'm not saying she fully went there, but she's right. They, they are deranged and they're, they're scary and they're right there and, and the things they're posting. Maybe there needs to be education for families of, you know, what yes. to look for. What to look for. They, with the Illinois, <laughs> the police went to the house, removed knives. The kid was threatening to kill the family, and the father still went out and helped him buy guns. Right. Um, I think, as usual, I just want to hear your thoughts on the Peggy Noonan piece in the Wall Street Journal. I, I thought... It as always, she's pretty spot on. She pulls out these, you know, that this kind of a notion. And I like that it, the the thing about it is she's saying people are confused about the difference. And this is a lot of, uh, you know, where I stand a little bit about gun rights. Well, there's your individual right, and there is a collective obligation yes. to communities and society. And and I'm sorry, we've talked about this before. You know, you you don't just have any right you can't drive 105 on the highway because yeah. then uh, you endanger other people like right. i don't know why this concept is is that difficult to understand um but i think this is a, at a whole new level it's the combination of as you say a lot of these young guys um they, john they're, they're really formulating these ideas really way back when they're in high school and i yes. think so or or maybe younger. And I think, um, so I think the laws have to correspond to what we're dealing with now because of social media, uh, and, and their sort of indoctrination. I would say one thing has to be talked about that they're, they're trying to get on this, but this would be someone's high school records and access. Yeah. When you talk about an adjustment counselor, th those people, John, in, in ninth or 10th grade, they, they are aware there yes. can be a record yep. um, up to now. It's private. A teacher can say he's um, talking about he would like to kill everyone. You know, a, a counselor is privy and aware of that. And, and right. I know it's sensitive, but we we're in a different time. And I think at that lower grade level, those records possibly have to be opened up. But when you talk about a background check, like what mm. I'm saying, I mean, someone, if they're spending their teens with this kind of a record. And by the way, you've mentioned this, John, the technology companies, which really resist yep. a lot of regulation. Um, right. You know, if, if he's got all these feeds and posts about, I'm going to kill everyone and shoot the school and all this stuff, like I, I, that has to play the role of where is the regulation? Where is, you know, uh, these platforms? When, when is that coming into the attention of a background check, by the way? Right. Yes. Um, and not only that, but, you know, you're right. And it is obligation. It is also there is a difference of of rights. I mean, they, they there was, you know, at time people used to have a machine gun, right? And the mob used the Al Capone and then they they banned them. You can't get a yes. machine gun anymore because of the type of damage. I can't say, hey, I'd like to have some grenades because on a weekend I like to go. And right, grenades. right. No, you can't do that. So with this, I do know in some of the states where they're trying to get the red flag laws pushed. There are individuals, you know, they're playing on the fear that people have and the government's coming to kind of take away your guns and blah, 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 and that type of thing. Th this is different. There is certainly a pattern. These are primarily white, young white males, totally isolated. But you're right. It starts in the in the high school, yeah. maybe even in middle school, but it really starts to perpetuate. It gets worse and worse. And then by the time they hit, whether it's 18 or 19, it is it has just manifested itself. And, and, you know, the more I think about it, there was even someone I knew at 
at Bishop Hendrickin that when when we were freshmen, he was, you know, kind of a normal kid, kind of quiet, but a good kid. Yeah. And then something happened. And by the time he, we were junior seniors, he he had drifted. He was lost. His, you know, as all the hor- as everything you develop in your maturity, it he just went off into like a different place. And so there is something about that. I don't think they're educating enough, but you're right, Donna Perry. The answers are there with all of these shooters. If people interviewed, whether it's the guidance counselor or some of the teachers, they would say they were not surprised that this I, was someone that yeah. was building. The background checks have to be modernized, John. Yes. Like they're, they're yeah. based on almost not even looking at the internet. They're not. Um, no. And they're not, you know, just to say someone had never been arrested by police. Because guess what? 16-year-olds who are developing these notions, they're not arrested by police. Right. Uh, but they may have had quite an altercation within a school. So I think school records is is a more way to modernize it i i know people might not like that but look i'm sorry nobody likes what what we're living with like you say and to yeah. her article you're not safe to go to your town's fourth of july parade yeah no and it, it you know the thing about the parade also shows there was such you know uh, uh an, an emphasis because of texas on on there's got to be school safety well the buffalo shooter demonstrated okay if the school you can't get in then i'll go to a supermarket i yeah. can't go to a supermarket wow. this one yeah. says then i'll go to a, a parade now they also found the one in illinois he had scouted out and showed up at a synagogue so he was looking for where's going to be the location when you see those videos that are online they're very very disturbing the fact that the father went a good morning america and basically said he didn't think the kid did anything wrong and and he didn't know and he helped him buy the gun there's there's a dramatic problem there but i come back to donna perry the fact that police were called to the home had to remove knives to the home he was threatening to kill the whole family that is that's not someone that had a bad night that's not you know just uh teen angst this they have crossed in to another area and as peggy noonan illustrates they're not even hiding it from us they right, are right. frightening and they're right out there in the open for those that want to look. Yeah, they're troubled in plain sight. That's they that's are. what's more oh, most disturbing right now. Yeah. So, folks, again, she is opinion maker, columnist Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always, and we will talk to you again. Talk to you again. Yeah. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508 508- 252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's propane plus their team's been there three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they plan on serving you for a long time to come they offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. The Senadale Revival. Stop in and see them. Comfort food and cocktails. You're going to love the Senadale Revival. Located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Senadale, right across from North Providence Town Hall. Delicious food, delicious drinks, live entertainment on the weekends. Shane and his crew, they're waiting for you. A great time is going to be had by all at the Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence.